To the fans, oh boy. Um, I grew up a fan of the Warriors. Um, my first, I was the, um, I was like the 10 year old kid up in the upper Oracle. I was telling the, the business side who I just met with that I, I get Warriors tickets for my birthday. And it was, I, you know, months in advance, this is when you actually got the hard tickets, you know, there's no digital tickets. So I kind of, my brother, my dad, and I would go, um, and I was born in 75 and that was the last championship. And to, to feel like I had helped give this fan base and this community did my part, not perfectly, but as best I could to get some more of those things. And Joe said it when he got hired or not hired, Joe didn't get hired when he bought the team. Um, yeah, <laughs> uh, we're going to have more of those. And I remember looking at that thinking, who, you know, how warriors aren't very, you know, how are you going to do that? Um, and boy, did he do it. And, uh, it's crazy to see those four new ones up there and where the organization has come, but I'm so thankful. I, I wish part of me wishes I could have been a fan during it all, you know? I might have enjoyed it more, and I hate saying that, but I might have um, sitting up there in the upper deck or wherever I was sitting. But wow, the people that um, I see on the streets, the people I see in the airports, um, very kind fan base. You're going to be missed, Bob Myers. This is Locked On Warriors. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com. Use the promo code Locked On. You can follow me, Cyrus Sotsis, on Twitter at Dog Surf Roadshow. Uh, sorry for the late start. Uh, I've been my, my partner in crime on this program, Kylan Mills, uh, got caught up, I guess, in work last minute. I've been waiting. I still honestly don't know what's going on. I hope she's doing okay. Um, most likely she got caught up by one of the 10 other jobs she has. We both are in part of what we like to call the gig economy where, uh, you know, we often like a lot of people out there, we have multiple, uh, positions to, uh, pay the bills and sustain our livelihoods. And, uh, Kylan has a lot of other gigs, so um, she is probably busy there. But regardless, I apologize for the late start. And um, today's a bummer. I don't, I don't know how to spin this. Uh, and I'm looking at the chat now. Um... <laughs> Gilbert. I, 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 I look. She again. I. <laughs> Anyways, um, today's rough. Uh, I mean, Bob Myers uh, was originally hired as the assistant general manager. Uh, to Larry Riley. Larry Riley, his predecessor, drafted Stephen Curry. Um, players have a very strong affinity to uh, general managers who draft them, as evident by the fact that Steph named his oldest daughter Riley after the GM that selected him. 
Uh, Larry Riley also selected Clay Thompson, but Bob Myers was the assistant GM at that point. And then in his first full year as GM, uh, Bob had a, a masterful draft where he uh, he selected Harrison Barnes, Festus Azili, and Draymond Green with the 35th pick in the second round, and it all went from there. Uh, a lot of his detractors will will tell you that Myers is overrated because of Jerry West's influence. Jerry West is a brilliant individual, especially when it comes to basketball. He has an absolutely uh, high acumen when it comes to uh, basketball IQ. Um, but that really takes a lot away from the fact that Myers was the final decision maker. Uh, Myers was still the GM. Um, and look, Jerry West has been with the Clippers for what, four or five years now. And I don't really see them achieving success. So meanwhile, uh, under Myers leadership, the Golden State Warriors, uh, won four titles, uh, and had a dynasty. Um, now see people like, like Ray Lang. Uh, who's in the chat saying, how about better drafting? I don't think Myers has a real eye for talent. Um, again, I did a whole show about a week or two ago about Myers, and the criticism toward his drafting, to me, is, is asinine for the simple reason that under his leadership, the Warriors turn into a dynasty, and when you're a team that's successful year after year after year, you don't get lottery picks. You don't get high draft picks. Nearly all of his picks were oftentimes number 28, number 30, uh, some years he didn't even, even have a first round pick. So you're, you're criticizing him for these super late first round picks, if not second round picks, which on a side note, I consider them to, to have a very high success rate, given how late in the draft he had to, he had to select these players with Kevon Looney is a, is an important note. He was selected at number 30, Jordan Poole selected at number 28. Uh, you know, Eric Pascal, who I thought was really good and serviceable briefly before they just traded him for nothing. Uh, was a second round pick. You could look at Jacob Evans and, and and look at that as a negative. Yeah, maybe Damian Jones. Yeah, maybe. But again, I, I I can't. If you can find me a GM that has hit gold every time with late first round picks, second round picks, show me because I've never seen it. Um, and correct, D is as uh, as Bob has said, it is hard uh, to draft. It is one of the hardest parts. Um, so regardless, uh, and again, for anyone who's been a longtime fan of the Golden State Warriors. Um, you understand how much turmoil and, and and how many downtrodden years this organization went through uh, before Bob Myers got here. I mean, you know, like I, we have to give credit, obviously, to Joe Lacob and Peter Gruber, uh, who thankfully bought this organization from Chris Cohan. Um, but the first few years were not easy. You know, this was not a successful team. This was not a playoff team until Bob Myers really started to get his fingerprints on this roster. And the track record is just astounding. Um, that clip, by the way, really hits hard for me because um, I, I, I always knew Bob Myers was from the city of Danville uh, over in the East Bay, a, a suburban enclave that's really sheltered, uh, very affluent. Um, but, you know, I've heard also people say he grew up in a, in a middle class household, which I've always found difficult uh, to comprehend, given he grew up in Danville. I know there are exceptions and maybe he was one of the exceptions. But that clip really hit hard to me and it hit home simply because I didn't grow up with money. You know, I was I'm born and raised here in the Bay Area. But when I grew up here, there was such a thing as a middle class. And maybe Bob did grow up in a middle class household. I, I my family was lower middle class at best. Um, you know, I and I grew up a Warriors fan. You know, I played CYO basketball, but my parents thankfully got me into into, you know, playing 
organized competitive basketball. It was, you know, the, the Catholic youth organization. I started that when I was, I think, seven or eight years old. And and I played basketball every year since, organizationally, all the way through my 30s. Um, and the Warriors were one of my safe havens, one of my escapes from, from a childhood that if your childhood was not that easy, maybe you can relate, you know? And, and when you grow up in a household that features yelling and, and turmoil and alcoholism and divorce and abuse. And I mean, it's you, you, you understand where I'm coming from. It's you need escapes. And the Golden State Warriors, at least for me, was an escape. And I remember just like Bob Myers asking for um, Warriors tickets for my birthday. And and the one year my, my parents finally came through with tickets. Uh, this was back when they were together and I was still very young. Of course, naturally, I get sick. So I couldn't even go the first time they got tickets. And then uh, and then some years later, I finally went to my first Warriors game. I think this was like in 91. Uh, they played the Timberwolves. This is one of the earliest years of the Minnesota Timberwolves uh, franchise. I mean, they, they were an expansion team for those of you old enough to remember. And um, and 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 just like Bob, I was sitting way up in the rafters at Oracle uh, and I've always loved this team. And so to hear that speech, uh, which is what I just played uh, again, just really hit hard. Um, because I, I could understand where he's coming from. He, he probably did not get a chance to enjoy the success as much as he wanted to. Um, and he's, he's going to be sorely missed. So, uh, we bid you adieu, captain. You did a phenomenal job, Bob. It's, it's going to suck that you're leaving. Um, and it's, I'm very curious to see what comes next. So we're going to talk about that, the, the, what comes next part, because that's huge. That's, that's vitally important. And, we need to discuss that. And Joe Lacob uh, took the podium uh, with Bob after Bob uh, initially addressed the media. And we're going to talk about that and so much more um, because uh, the question of what's next was introduced in that speech. And um, so we're going to cover that and much more here on Locked On Warriors. First, I got to give some love uh, to our sponsor for today, which is Prize Picks, and talk about a fantastic resource to uh, basically deflect from reality, speaking of that topic, and having some damn fun when it comes to daily fantasy sports. The NBA Finals are right around the corner. They start, I believe, on June 1st, uh, which is this Thursday. Um, and one of the best ways to entertain yourself, especially if the Nuggets blow the heat out, as, as is expected. I really hope the Heat make this a series, but uh, I'm not hopeful for that. But regardless, uh, one of the best ways... Uh, is daily fantasy sports and more specifically prize picks where you can bet over-unders on the players who are involved, whether it's Nikola Jokic, whether it's Jimmy Butler. The whole premise of prize picks is over-unders. Uh, is Jokic going to score more or less than 25 points? Uh, is uh, uh, Jimmy Butler going to grab more or less than seven rebounds? You got to pick a minimum of two um, and a maximum of six. You can win up to 25 times your money. It's fun. It's legal in California. The, the withdrawals are safe and easy. You don't have to deal with sketchy uh, wire services. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, PricePix will give you $100. And if you deposit $50, PricePix will give you that as well. Whatever you put in, they will match. So when you start playing, you're playing with double what you put in. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on to sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. You are locked on Warriors, your daily Golden State Warriors podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. 
every day. Thank you for making Locked On Warriors your first listen every day. For the everydayers, uh, I'm hoping Kylan joins the show tomorrow. She actually texted me, which is a relief. I now know she's okay, so uh, we'll figure out when she's going to come on next. Again, she's a, she's a busy individual. I totally understand. Um, but regardless, we're going to obviously break down the future of the Golden State Warriors. And I want to see what people are saying in the chat right now. Uh, Bruce Morrow, let's go. He totally, I, I'm with you. Um, oh my God, look. <laughs> Hi, mom. Look, my mom is in the chat right now. Uh, I did go to some Warriors games, mom, but I wasn't as young as you think. I was in my like late teenage years. But yes, you did take me to a lot of games, mom. And I do sincerely thank you for that. <laughs> Your mom, mom creeping into my chat. Um, anyway, so uh, what are the Warriors going to do? Well, why don't we hear from Joe Lacob? The, uh, the owner, one of the owners, one of the principal owners of the Golden State Warriors. The Warriors actually have a lot of owners in general. Um, but they have two principal owners, and that's uh, Joe Lacob and Peter Goober. Um, and Lacob was on the podium with uh, with Bob Myers today. And um, why don't we hear from him? So let us uh, let me share the screen again. I'm using a brand new platform today. Uh, so I apologize if there's a little amount of hiccups here and there. But here is... Joe Lacob addressing the future of the Golden State Warriors without Bob Myers. You think that you're going to make a decision on who is going to replace him? I'm gonna I'm not gonna box myself in here, uh, to be honest and open about this. Uh, we really just learned about this when you learned about it this morning. Um, I, I mean, I was always hopeful that Bob would continue on that somehow he was joking. But he wasn't. <laughs> so, um, you know, obviously I've thought about it. We've got some ideas. Um, we'll make a decision as soon as we can. But I want to make sure that we make the right decision. And, you know, if it happens in a week, great. If it happens in a month, great. We'll we'll make that decision as through a natural course, Do the right, have the right process. I think we're preparing for the draft and free agency and all those things regardless. And uh, we'll be ready. Hey, Joe, uh, not to box you in any further, but <laughs> would, uh, will, do you think Bob's replacement will almost certainly be internal or will there be any outside candidates on the table? I'm not going to comment on that this, uh, at this time. I will say that we do a very strong organization, and I think that uh, it's, it's, it's a good possibility it could be an internal candidate, but um, haven't made a decision, so I can't really give you an answer. We're, we're going to work on that. Joe, a couple of quick quick questions. Is is Bob running the draft then? <laughs> Tim, I wasn't very good at that anyway, so <laughs> uh, I don't think we've even gotten to that level of what's gonna happen exactly in the next month. I guess he's employed theoretically till June thirtieth. So the draft falls within there. But um we support, don't support support role. Okay. And also he's sitting right in front of me when I ask you, is your son Kirk a candidate to become the general manager? I'm not gonna comment on who's a candidate, who's not a candidate at this point. I'm gonna keep you all guessing. Um, look, in all re reality, uh chances are that um Mike Dunleavy Jr. will be the next GM. Um, chances are Kirk Lacob, who I believe is Joe's oldest son. Uh, will take on uh, a role with the Golden State Warriors in the front office. He's already had a role. And we could talk about the why of things, right? Like, why is Bob Meyer stepping down? Well, there's a, there's a myriad of reasons. One is, I don't know if you've ever seen his wife. She's beautiful. 
she's a former uh what do they call laker girls and she, she was a cheerleader for the los angeles lakers uh, my understanding is they have three beautiful da daughters and bob myers has made enough money to last him a lifetime so put yourself in bob myers shoes you're financially set you've won four world titles as the gm and president of your of, of the team you grew up loving and you're in this situation I'm about to get into, which is not as pretty as it used to be. Times have gotten complicated for the Golden State Warriors. And uh, the peace and harmony that used to exist no longer does exist now. And that has to be addressed. But Bob Myers, first and foremost, is leaving because he has a beautiful wife. He has a beautiful family. And he wants to spend time with them, plain and simple. Now, will he feel this way a year from now? Who knows, right? I mean... Maybe a year from now, he's he's going to feel fulfilled in terms of family, and he wants to get back to the mix. And in all honesty, wouldn't surprise me if he came back to the Warriors. It really wouldn't. Um, now, that's part of it. You can also point to the fact that early in this season, when Bob Myers entered the final year of his contract as a lame duck GM, the first offer, Joe Lacob, who calls Bob Myers his, his fifth child, the first offer he gave him was a low-ball offer. And look, this is how Lakers rolls. His first offer, and it's, I mean, it's its a little surprising it's this transparent, or maybe it's not this transparent, but I picked up on it. Joe Lacob's negotiating tactic is to always come at first with a low-ball offer. He did this to Stephen Curry with his most recent extension, where he did not offer a fifth year. And Steph kind of was taken aback at that. And they had to come back. And presents Stephen Curry with another offer um, that uh, included the fifth year that was maxed out. And then Steph said yes. The first offer presented to Bob Myers was a lowball offer. It was nowhere near what the final offer was. I am certain of this. And it sucks. But it's true. I, I've heard enough to know this to be true. That if that first offer had blown Bob Myers away, we probably would not be in this situation. The fact that it was a, it was a very low offer. Lakeup had to come back with a second offer that still did not make uh, Bob Myers, to my understanding, the highest paid GM in basketball. That is what Myers and his representation wanted. And then Myers had time to think. Myers had time to go through a season where, for the first time under his tenure, he had a head coach that was not in line with him. The vision was not the same. Bob Myers was crafting a team that was going to be set up for the future. And he crafted a team that had a number two pick on its roster that had a number seven pick on its roster for one of the deepest drafts in NBA history, referring to Jonathan Kaminga had a number 14 pick from that same draft in Moses Moody. But then he had a head coach who he does respect and love. I don't doubt that, but who did not agree with him, and often said to play two way players and not play the players that Myers drafted. This is a, this is a conflict that exists in a lot of sports organizations where you have front office individuals and coaches who don't always see eye to eye. This is common, but it was not common for the Warriors. Until this year, those two were always on the same page. And if you've been listening to this show, if you've been watching this show, you've heard me saying it since last August and September that those two started to split in terms of the vision for this team. And that war on Bob Myers. All of a sudden, Myers was in a position where he had an owner who loved him. He had a coach who he was on the same page with. And now he had an owner who was lowballing him. Shouldn't have been a surprise. That's how Laker rolls. But 
He also had a, had a coach who was going his own direction, going his own path, and probably gave enough right there for Myers to sit back and reflect a little bit and to think, you know what? I've got a beautiful family. I've been doing this for long enough. Why am I dealing with this headaches at this stage of my life? Um, so that's what led eventually to Bob Myers departing. It was probably a confluence of things, but um, it didn't help that you had Steve Kerr defying what, what Myers wanted. Um, the James Wiseman debacle, for instance, Bob Myers did not want James Wiseman to be traded away and become a part of this team's past. Bob Myers drafted James Wiseman with the intent of Wiseman getting minutes, with the intent of Wiseman playing. And when he saw Kerr lose faith in him, when he saw Kerr lose trust in him, and which led to the forced trade for Gary Payne II, which was also a cost-cutting move, that wore on Bob. When Bob watched this season and he saw two-way players getting runs over two lottery picks he drafted who could have contributed this season, as evident by the way Moses Moody played in the postseason, that wore on Bob Myers. And Myers thought, what's the point? I've done it. I've, 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 I'm going to leave the stage as one of the greatest executives in the history of this game. I've got a beautiful family. I'm set for life financially. What's the point of all this? So here we are now. Now, what does the future hold? Um, look, uh, and look, yeah, yeah, Lil Panda, you're right. Bob did say it's not about money at this point because the final offer would have made Bob Myers the highest paid GM. But back last August, September, at that point, it, money played a huge part in this. And, and look, the money is not necessarily the money itself. When, when you're making an offer to an employee or when you're an employee and, and you're, you've worked your ass off and you're ready to get a pay raise and your boss comes at you and lowballs you and does and because money in itself, it's intrinsic value is that word value. Like how much an employer offers you shows how much they value you. So when an employer comes in with a lowball offer, that's going to rub you the wrong way. You're going to sit back and reflect on that a little bit. So at this point in the game, you're, it's not about money, correct? Because he had a lot of time to think. But in the beginning, it was. That did play a part. Um, and 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 uh, look, this this part sucks. That word, man, I want to I want to read your comment real quick. In Kerr's defense, uh, Kaminga, Moses Moody. I'm not referring to Patrick Baldwin Jr. He, he is a, a raw rookie who no one was really arguing for him to play extensive minutes this year. Um, and you are correct. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga had one year of experience in the G League. Granted, it was under uh, a Brian Shaw, former NBA player, great coach. Uh, Moses Moody, granted, one year of college experience in Arkansas, but under a coach in Eric Musselman, who understands the pro system as a former NBA coach himself. Moses Moody grew up in an AAU background. The dude can play. Even though they didn't have years of college experience, um, they're ready to play this year. And they were. It's it's just, you know, and if you don't agree with me on that, agree to disagree. That's okay. But they should have played. Um, anyway, so the future. And this is the part that, you know, Anthony Slater and, and Marcus Thompson wrote this great piece. I, I can't remember when it was. I think it was like January, February, about how Joe Lacob started taking on a more hands-on approach to drafting, to, to uh, free agency, to personnel. Um, and Kirk Lacob, I'll, I'll say this in defense of him. He does know basketball. Kirk Lacob almost played for Stanford. He was a walk-on tryout. You don't get to that point if you can't at least play. All right? So Kirk Lacob was a walk-on tryout for the Stanford Cardinal. Okay? So at least he knows basketball. He's not just some trust fund kid who has never picked up, you know, a leather ball. 
has never dribbled or shot. He at least understands the game. I don't like the optics of the owner's son taking over. You're, 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 you're suddenly veering very close to Jerry Jones territory there because that's how Jerry Jones runs the Dallas Cowboys. And there are parallels. I mean, Jerry Jones, when his Dallas Cowboys won those three Super Bowls, at least the first two, that was largely because of Jimmy Johnson, right? You had a phenomenal coach, and then Jerry Jones' ego exploded with that third Super Bowl because he had Barry Switzer as his head coach, and that made him think at that point, I know enough. And and the parallels are fascinating because Jerry Jones does have a, a football background himself, um, which makes him think that, you know, he can handle personnel, but the optics of it. And there's a, there's also a reason why the Cowboys haven't won a Super Bowl in damn near 30 years. And the optics of it just don't look good because it still represents nepotism. Right. I, I, I don't, I, you know, it's just, it's just not a, a, a positive symbolic gesture to let the world know that your kids are inheriting these really powerful positions. It's just, it just isn't good optics. With that said, there could be some hope, given that Kirk Lacob actually knows basketball, that they can continue this run. And thankfully, Joe Lacob is a very competitive owner. He do loves to win. Um, so you can at least sit back and feel comfortable that Joe Lacob is not going to be happy with a losing team. Um, this is not Chris Cohan, who had alcoholism issues, who had financial issues. I sat in the owner's box with Cohan many years ago once. Uh, and the dude, it was an, it was in, he's an interesting character. I'll leave it at that. I am grateful that Joe Lacob is the owner of this team. Um, but right now, uh, Mike Dunleavy Jr. and probably Kirk Lacob are going to be running things. Um, Brent Berry was brought in some years ago to interview for the assistant GM job that ultimately went to Mike Dunleavy Jr. He is my choice. I, I, I've said that before. I would love for Brent Berry to come in here and take over either as a GM or a head coach. Um, you know, he's being groomed right now by the San Antonio Spurs to take over RC Buford's job. The Warriors could slip in there and grab him before that happens. Um, but look, who am I? I'm just a podcast host and Joe Lake is going to make these decisions. So, uh, here we are. Um, now in regards to my thoughts on that, as SG sports talk channel, uh, asks me, what are my thoughts on Mike Dunleavy Jr. Replacing Bob Myers. I'm not ecstatic about it, but a lot of that is based on, my remembrance of Mike Dunleavy Jr. as a player when he was just straight out awful as a third pick by the Warriors. Um, it, it's all, and it, it, that also kind of, you know, rings with the nepotism uh, theme here because Mike Dunleavy Jr., his dad is Mike Dunleavy, former NBA head coach and player himself. And you could argue he's in these positions because of his dad. Um, but we also don't really know if he's a good personnel guy. We don't really know. Uh, what his management style is like, what his talent evaluation is. So the good news is he might know basketball. He might know basketball. He might. He might. It's, it's just going to have to be a wait-and-see approach. We're going to have to put some trust in Joe Lacob, plain and simple. Um, and, you know, Joe, you write, and Joe, I, I know who you are. You're, I agree with almost everything you always say. Uh, Joe writes, Lacob will do whatever it takes to win, maybe steal from Pat Riley's personnel people, maybe. Whatever it is, that is the comfort that I think Dub Nation can take from all this, is that we have an owner who came in, and I hate, I'm sorry for using the word we, I, I say that as a, as a fan. Um, the Warriors are in great hands when it comes to ownership. Joe Lacob is one of, if not the best owners in the NBA. Does it suck that Bob Myers is stepping down? Yes. Does it suck, does it suck that the Warriors are in a position right now where we have no idea what the future holds? Yes, Draymond Green is a, is a perfect example of that. 
Um, Draymond Green told uh, Mark Spears after losing game six of the Lakers that if Bob Myers goes, I go. That his future is hindered on the future decisions of Bob Myers. Um, who knows if that's true? There were a lot of emotions running after game six. Uh, Dre clearly loves Bob Myers. Um, I wouldn't use Dre and Steve Kerr's relationship is much more complicated than that. Um, I wouldn't say the love is there in the same level. The respect is there, but in the same way that Kevin Durant did not care about staying here and Steve Kerr was a, was a huge reason for that. So too could be the reason for Draymond Green leaving it is because he wants to try something new because the guy who drafted a number 35, the guy who was oftentimes almost like a father figure to him in Bob Myers, someone who was a mentor, someone who he a confidant is now gone. And I'm very curious to see what Draymond decides because he has not opted into that player option yet. He could become an unrestricted free agent. It would help the Warriors salary cap situation. But if he balances the dynasty's over, I mean, the dynasty is borderline over right now. I mean, we have to really start facing the fact that unless the Warriors make some very significant uh, personnel decisions, um, they're in a transition period. You still have Stephen Curry. You still have some other talent on this roster, but you're not the best team in the NBA anymore. And unless you make some serious changes, you're going to be a team that competes for a playoff spot, but is not competing for world championship. So we got to see what happens. Um, <laughs> Trey Young, you're, you're talking about Iguodala becoming the next GM. I, I never, I don't know who said that. Um, Joe writes, uh, still need a GM with gravitas. Absolutely. To harness Draymond and not let Draymond be the GM. Totally agree with you on that. Um, don't agree with Prathic Rao, who writes, Dre was probably okay with Bob retiring. No, 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 no. That's not true at all. They, they have a very, very close relationship. Um, MVP JB, this is an interesting one, writes, if Curry, Clay, and Dre have the right guys around them, they'd be playing the Heat right now for a repeat world championship. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, the Nuggets were such a powerhouse, though. I don't know how the Warriors would have beaten them, regardless of who you're playing. I think they could have beat the Lakers with better coaching. The Nuggets are just a dude, they're they're steamrolling everyone. Um, and thank you for being a fan, SG Sports Talk. That is very kind of you. So that's where we are. Today was uh was a was a goodbye to Bob Myers, a a man who uh under his leadership turned the Golden State Warriors from an also ran, turned them from a, literally a laughing stock in the NBA, which is what the Warriors were. For nearly 40 years, the Warriors were the laughing stock of the NBA. Bob Myers, Joe Lacob. They turned this ship around. And Steve Kerr, as the head coach, won the championships. No dispute in that. But the future right now is interesting. And uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, Steve Wilton writes, uh, I think Dre opts out and then the dubs offer him three years at 60 million. Maybe that's a possibility. Um, it is a possibility. We got to see what happens. So that's where we are. Um, I'm just happy uh, Kylan is okay. Uh, hopefully she'll join me tomorrow. Follow the program on Twitter at Locked on Dubs. Um, hey, C. Murray, this is, I did hear that too. I don't buy that. Uh, C. Murray in the chat real quick writes, Joe Lake of the organization did not find out he was leaving. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I do agree with you. Did not find out he was leaving today. Joe Lake is cocky and smart. We are good. Yes, and that's in reference to Lake saying in the press conference today that they only found out this morning uh, or until today that Bob, that Bob Myers was leaving. And that's so not true. I knew last night he was leaving. Yeah, there's no way I'm knowing this stuff before Joe Lacob. So you're absolutely right. Um, yeah. And, and MVP JB, I'm with you. I'm, I'm, I'm very curious to see how this 
this this offseason goes because the Warriors have a lot of big decisions. We heard that Bob Myers might still support the team in the draft process. I highly doubt he's going to be involved in terms of what they do with the 19th pick. Um, but uh, nonetheless, that's this is where we are, man. Bob Myers, you did a phenomenal job, man. You're going to be missed. And for everyone who joined the show today, uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, SB Sports Talk channel, email me, warriors24pod at gmail.com if you're really legitimate in what you wrote. And Joe, I agree with you, man. I think Jonathan Kaminga is the future of this team. It's just time to play him. It's time to give him that full-time role. Whether I'm not saying full-time role meaning starter, but give him 25 minutes a night plus minimum. Um, and you're sorry, and Joe, thank you so much. And we'll be back at this soon. Take care, everyone. Thank you.